When Jan and Willem woke up in the little rabbit warren-like den, they could hear a kerfuffle already going on in the main chamber. There was lots of talking happening at once, and lots of clanking and cluttering of cutlery and plates. They followed their ears into the main chamber. There was a long line of these furry creature people, and they were all holding out their plates, waiting their turn, and in front, there was a cook, and he was cooking what looked a lot like pancakes. Now, all of these people things were trying to budge the queue. They all wanted to get to the front. It was a bit funny to watch, and Jan and Willem knew that these pancakes must be good. They watched how everyone managed to get a plate and a knife and fork and stand in the line. They copied them. And then when they had their pancakes flipped out onto their plate, they went and sat on these little earthen benches that were all the way around the main chamber. Those pancakes were good. They had a special cactus syrup on it that was so sweet, it was sweeter than honey itself. While everyone was eating their pancakes, Jan and Willem felt like they blended in. But as soon as they finished eating, well, that's when all the questions started again. Their friend that had shown them around yesterday found them again. So, where are you going today? What are you going to do? What are you going to bring? Are you used to the heat? Why don't you have fur? He asked rapidly, one question after the next. Well, said Willem, I think your suggestion to go and see what that orange light is all about would be a great idea. Okay, he said. Well, you know, that we're not the only rumples in this land. There's a lot of rumples in orange land, as you may or may not have noticed, he went on. We're sort of shy at the beginning, but when you get to know us, we're actually really, really friendly. We had noticed that, said Willem, smiling over at Jan. So, if... When you meet some more rumples, they run and they go into their hole and stick their bottoms back out again. Then, well, this is the trick to get them to listen to you and know that you're safe. What? They said, what? We'd love to know that because we didn't like it that you were scared. We have a little code among us. What's the code? They asked. And then the most bizarre thing happened. They all started to sing. Our code is just to learn. It's fun. It's rumple, pumple, bumple, bum. But do not say the other one. Rumple, bumple, pumple, bum. Rumple what? Rumple pum. Rumple nut. Rumple bum. Rumple what? Rumple pum. Rumple nut. Rumple bum. I love the song, said Jan, but you're going to have to explain a little bit more. Well, they said, we have a code, so if you see rumples and they're running their hole and they stick their bottoms out, you can say rumple, pumple, bumple, pum. But do not say rumple, bumple, bumple. You know what? Bum, said Jan. Shush! You must not say that. That's rude. That's very rude for a rumple. And if you say the right one, not the rude one, they will know that you mean no harm, and that you know the rumples, and you know that we are kind and friendly. Okay, they said. That's really helpful. Thank you. So if you're heading south, then I recommend that you try and find my cousin's Warren. She's called Jumba, and it's about, well, half a day's walk from here to her Warren. But she's so lovely, so nice, I think she'd like to meet you, actually. Just remember your code. Yes, they said, yes, we'll remember that, definitely. It is one of the hottest parts of the desert, though, so you can get it a bit wrong. So it's really important that you 
You stay heading south. How do we do that? They asked. Aha, I show you. And he took them out of the warren into the desert. He showed them how to make a sundial and how to always manage to follow south no matter what time of day. They looked at the angle of the shadow and they looked at how the sun arced in the sky. Just as they were about to set on their way, one of the other rumples came up with a huge, big bundle of food. For you, for you, for you, for you, for you, for you, they kept saying. Uh, okay, thank you, they said. A few other rumples all came out of their holes, and they stood there and waved. The sun was hot, beating hot, and it made them sweat. But they knew they had half a day's walk. There was only the occasional stop behind a rock that would give them a little bit of relief in the shade as they walked. They became thirsty, so thirsty, and they'd run out of the water they brought with them. And they remembered what Kester had said about finding the right kind of cactus. Luckily, it wasn't long before they saw a cactus with pink spikes. Do you think that's that Julie cactus that Kester was on about, said Willem. I think so, said Jan. It's pretty distinct. They walked up to it and they saw the menacing-looking pink spikes. They didn't want to prick themselves. But they took out a small knife that Kester had given them and they made a hole and put their water bottles underneath it. The liquid from the cactus was cool and clear. When they tasted it, they quenched their thirst immediately. It tasted a little bit like coconut water, but it had a sweet, honey aftertaste. Oh, that is so nice, said Willem. Let me try some, said Jan. When they quenched their thirst, they journeyed onward. Is that a lake I can see there, said Willem. It looks like it, said Jan. Oh my goodness, imagine how wonderful it will be to get in a nice cool lake right now. Oh, just the thought of it. I know we should go south, said Jan, but it wouldn't hurt for a little detour, would it? And so they decided, instead of heading directly south as they planned, to follow what they could see in the horizon, a small, beautiful-looking lake. They walked and they walked and they walked and they felt that they should be at the lake by now. But still they weren't there and they could still see it and it felt as if it never got closer. Why is this lake so far away, said Willem. Maybe we shouldn't have tried to get to the lake. It can't be much further, said Jan. Think how wonderful it's going to be when we get there. They kept walking for a while, but soon the heat became too much. They stopped in the shade of a cactus. I don't think I can go any further, said Willem. I'm too hot and I'm too tired. I agree, said Jan. We're going to have to just sit and wait for dark. And they sat there and they sat there and they sat there. Eventually the sun did start to set and they saw that beautiful orange glow reflecting on the horizon. They could see how far off their course they had gone. They saw in the dusk a silhouette. The silhouette was of what looked like people covered completely in cloth. They were leading behind them some sort of animal that was very similar to a camel, only with a longer, bendier neck. Hello, cried the boys. Hello, help us, help us, hello, we are lost. These people looked towards them. Who are you? They said, what are you doing here? We were trying to get to a lake, Willem explained. Over there, and he pointed to where the lake had been. But it just kept feeling so far away and we got so tired that we had to stop because it was so hot. Oh, that was no lake, my friend. That was a mirage, said one of the people. The desert can play funny tricks on you. 
The heat reflects off the ground and it makes it look like water. Never follow a lake in the Orange Lands, for there are none. Jan and Willem couldn't believe it. They felt foolish. They had so been sure that they had seen a lake. Who are you? they asked these people. Where do you live? And how can we get to the Rumples that live directly south? We are the traders, said one of them. We don't have anywhere that we live. We move around all the time. We take things from the Yellow Lands, and we take them all the way across the Orange Lands, where we sell them and exchange them to people at the border to the Red Lands. You see, not many people dare cross the Orange Lands. We travel mostly at night, and we rest in the day because the heat is too much to be walking in the daytime. Yes, we found that out the hard way, said Willem. I can see that, they said. Half expecting them to take off their cloth, they sat with them for a while as the traders set up camp for the night. Do you always wear the cloth all over your body and your face? asked Jan with curiosity. Yes, they said. We believe it's too easy to judge someone on the way that they look. And so we choose to wear these clothes all over us. That way people can judge us on our kindness and our personality and the wonderful things we do rather than just decide who they think we are by how we look. Jan and Willem had never really thought about this before. They never really thought about how when you first meet someone, how much you decide just by how they look. They simply couldn't do that with the traders. They looked up and all they could see was their kind eyes looking out. Besides, said one of the traders, all this cloth does help with the sun. The traders stopped for a pause and they lit a fire. And once they lit a fire, they started unpacking things off of the saddlebags on these big creatures they were leading. What's that animal? asked Jan. Ah, these are camels, said the traders. Isn't that funny, said Willem. They're a lot like camels, only they're called camels. After the saddlebags, they brought food and they brought things to cook with. But they also brought some big white tents that they set up very quickly. Come, rest with us, they said. That night they sat there, roasting food on sticks under the bright desert stars. Before they went to bed, the traders pulled out some of their instruments and began to play. They had strange guitar-like instruments and long flutes with bulbous ends that sang exotic songs that rung out into the night. They also taught all about the constellations in the stars. They taught them to look up and join the dots of light to make pictures. The tents were cosy. It became cold in the desert at night, so different to that in the day. They had fleece and felted blankets there to keep them warm. Remember, we are not stopping for the night, explained one of the traders. We must walk at night, for the hot sun is too much. We are only camping up now until the frost has crept its way across the ground, and then we'll begin again. We'll walk until the morning heat becomes too strong. You can journey with us for the first part, and then we can set you in the right direction. The boys thanked them, and they cuddled down in the little felted blankets, and they listened to the chatter of the traders as they fell asleep.